Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. We're sometimes fortnightly, but sometimes monthly. I'm your host, Frank, and this is another one of my Think on Your Feet episodes. If you've heard the previous episode that starts a new campaign, great, dive in. If you haven't, I really recommend you go back and listen to that because I set the scene and I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm face-checking a campaign, so I'm playing it for the very first time on the cast, experiencing it as close to parallel with your experience with it if you haven't played it before. That's the goal anyway. And we're playing, spoiler, Dark Matter, a fan-made campaign. And here we are for Scenario 2, Electric Nightmare. A quick reminder, the story so far. Amanda Sharp has heard reports of strange goings-on related to a play, The King in Yellow, She decides to attend a performance at the Ward Theatre, but she falls asleep during the show, only to wake in... cryo? Sleep? She's somehow in this far future, futuristic place. She decides to explore her surroundings, which turn out to be the failing space vessel, the Tatterdemalion. First she deals with an engine malfunction, then she fends off a hostile AI infecting the machinery of the ship, including pretty excitingly, throwing an unmanned loader out of the airlock and then following out the airlock to get into the sealed bridge. And as she does so, she glimpses parts of her life, memories that come flooding back before she discovers the horrible truth. The Tatterdemalion's AI is in fact cybernetic, the brains of five children joined to the core, and that she, in a past life, was interned at Arkham Asylum. Amanda can't rectify the AI problems entirely. She constructs a way to enter virtual reality to interface with the problem more directly. The pocket reality she enters resembles a blasted world. Think black sky seething above gigantic red cylinders pulsating with light. And she's met there by a little girl who tells her, You got here just in time. Please, follow me quickly before the monster eats my friends. We have set aside the Boogeyman encounter set. I get it, Boogeyman? Bogeyman? It's spelt Boogeyman, but I think it should be Bogeyman. Anyway, the Bogeyman encounter set, and I have seen the art on one of the cards there, and I'm quite scared. Think scary clowns. If you want to see my deck upgrades, I've gone for Witten Green 2, Segments of Onyx, and the Dream Diary. I'm using Shrewd Analysis, so I got 6 XP for the cost of 3, which is great. And I've ended up with Dreams of a Child, which is the hand size Dream Diary, and Dreams of an Explorer, which is the Shroud Dream Diary. And I'm pretty happy with that. I think all three are great in Amanda. And, well, yeah, I think they're all great. If we've got the enemy one, extra handy, but we haven't. Let's dive in and read our scenario setup. Scenario 2. Electric Nightmare. You struggle to follow the pace of the little girl as she skips and hops towards the small town. My name is Maya. My directive is to store and manage the information archives on the ship. She hastily explains that a few of her classmates and her were kidnapped from their school by the bad people on January the 16th, 2045. Their brains were surgically removed and preserved in a special experimental machine that eventually became the powerful supercomputer operating the Tatadamalian, K2PS187. After I recorded the first part of this Think on Your Feet, I did actually wonder, is 
K2PS187 in leet speak, does it mean something? Particularly PS1 makes me think Psi, and then 87 is like Psi 8, K Psi. It's, it's, I'm intrigued. If anyone's better at leet speak, I mean, I, I barely know any at all, but if anyone is better at it than I am and can tell me what they think K2PS187 is standing for, I'd appreciate it. And I've been wondering, is it Haster? Is it The Stranger? But anyway, back with the story. As you walk through the town, it becomes clear that something horrible has happened here. Everything appears to be in disarray, as if a riot has recently passed through. Freshly painted yellow graffiti depicting strange symbols and hieroglyphs can be seen. Everywhere are splatters of blood, spent shell casings and pale face masks. There are no bodies, but you can hear the sound of distant screams, gunshots and sirens coming from beyond the streets. Nearby is an overturned police car and a black box truck lying on its side. Huge claw marks have torn into the metal of the truck and its rear doors hang open. As you walk past, a radio from within crackles and sputters, then blares. Hello? Unit 12? Unit 12, is that you? Please respond. Maya clarifies that this virtual environment that represents K2PS187's dreams takes the form of the day they got captured. The day the entire world ended. What could possibly have happened on Earth in the distant future? Or rather, the distant past? You finally arrive outside a large brick building. Maya halts and gestures towards it. This is where my friends are hiding. The bad people made us translate a scary story and make a movie for them. We didn't want to read it, but they made us. A few days later, Annie, the Universal Translator, she... She... Maya struggles to utter the words. There is desperate fear in her eyes. You won't believe me, but I swear it was the bogeyman. I saw the bogeyman eat her. I ran away and searched the archives to see if anything, anyone could help. After a long time, I finally found someone and called out to them. That's when you woke up. Now that you're inside our system, you can save us. Before you is a path leading to a pair of double doors, above which are the words Public School 187. PS 187. Kindergarten 2? Public School 187? Is that the name of the supercomputer? It's not Leet Speak. Underneath, someone has written, Haster Rises in yellow spray paint. An inhuman howl echoes through the halls inside the school, followed by children screaming in terror. I was smiling to myself reading that intro. The, I mean, it's not not like I am in any way an audio master. I am by no means. But the having the radio voice crackling and then Maya's voice in there and also pausing to wonder what K2PS187 means and by the end of the description it tells us. Oh, well. Right, check the campaign log. Each investigator with three or fewer memories must read desynchronization. Well, that's not us. We collected a good six memories. And then we proceed to set up. For setup, we gather all the cards from Electric Nightmare, End Times, and Part Dark Past. We set aside the Bogeyman encounter set out of play. It is spelt Boogeyman, but I'm, I just feel weird saying that. I start thinking that we're dancing. And that set is indicated by a disgusting clown icon. Randomly select one version of Act 1, Public School 187, to put into play. Remove the other two from the game. Done that. Set each copy of Undefined Room aside out of play, as well as Entrance Hall, A Shimmer in the Wall. Small error in the setup text here. The unrevealed side of the location is just A Shimmer in the Wall. And so you don't actually need to put what the 
other side says. Put the school grounds location into play. We begin there. Attach Maya. By the way, Maya is spelled M-A-J-A, Maya. Um, it could be Maja. I think it's Maya. And then we've set aside a load of assets. We also check, have we been infected by the cyber virus? We haven't. We shuffle and we're ready to begin. Agenda 1A, figment of your imagination. K2PS187's virtual dreamscape is strikingly realistic. You feel the tingle of each hair and smell the worms in the ground below you. All sensations are amplified by the direct simulation of the sensory motor cortex. In this world, it's difficult to distinguish between the simulated and the hallucinated. It's foredoom and it says each location is connected to each location adjacent to it. It's one of those classic orthogonal connections. Act 1A, Public School 187, version 2.0, it says. That's the one we've got. You approach the virtual school and pull open the double doors, only to reveal a solid brick wall behind it. The simulation appears to have been tinkered with. You will need to find another way inside. Locations cannot be switched with each other, and our objective is, after an investigator reveals the entrance hall, immediately advance. Skulls are minus X. X is half of your memories rounded down. We have six memories, so they're minus threes. So we've got three minus threes in the bag. Cultists are minus two. If you fail and you have a hidden card in your hand, take a horror. There are two cultists, so there are four minus twos in the bag. Pretty nasty for skulls. But also the tablet here is reveal another token, double that token's modifier. And we don't have any tablets, thank goodness. You might be wondering about that locations cannot be switched with each other. There's additional rules here. Locations in the virtual dreamlands as I said, they're, they're arranged in schematics depicted by their icons. Locations and are adjacent orthogonally and not adjacent diagonally. And then it also says throughout this scenario, you may be instructed to switch two locations with each other. When a location is switched with another location, they take each other's place in the arrangement. All tokens, attachments, investigators, enemies and other cards at each location remain on the same location. They have moved with the location. Only the arrangement and collections have changed, which makes sense. I also spotted on the amazing Arkham Cards app a clarification about the scan deck from the previous scenario from the designer, which said that they expected you not to just peek at the scan deck and see how many was left. So when I did that and I said I wasn't sure if that was allowed or not, it wasn't allowed and I shouldn't have done. Sorry about that. Mistakes happen, so there we go. I'd add, there's also swarming rules in the additional rules here, which fills me slightly with fear. Let's draw our opening hand, and we're ready to begin. Oh, and we've got, sorry, nearly ready to begin. We've also got the school grounds, which is where we start. The decrepit and abandoned school grounds are eerily quiet, scattered around the building are dropped books, lunch boxes, and tattered backpacks. It's one shroud and two clues. While investigating this location, it gains plus one shroud for each of your clues. So when I have zero, it's one shroud. When I have one clue, it's two shrouds, so on. Free trigger, if there are no clues on school grounds, put the set-aside shimmer-in-the-wall location into play directly above school grounds. Flavor, school's out. We had to attach Maya, the information archive's story, uh, not even a story asset, neutral asset, to this location. She's avatar-traded. It's a little blonde-haired girl with a bob cut, but the art is slightly... It's not pixelated, but it's tessellated. She's in little triangles. 
There's a free trigger. Choose and discard three cards from your hand. Disengage from each enemy engaged with you and move to any connecting location. Investigators at any location may trigger this ability. So lose three cards to disengage rather than evade each enemy and move. We'll bear that in mind. We can be card rich. We do have other ways of getting away from enemies, but particularly if we're swamped, we need to know that we've got to get out. Now it's opening hand time. Inquiring Mind, Dream Enhancing Serum, Manual Dexterity, Inquiring Mind, I've got a plan. Turn one, we could potentially slot Inquiring Mind, Investigate twice, and we're ready to advance. We could even Dream Enhancing Serum, Investigate twice. Do we want both Inquiring Minds in this opening hand? A like plan and manual dexterity is protection. No Witten, no Segments, no Dream Diary. Trust in our ability to draw into those things. No economy. Is DES actually a luxury in this opening hand? And we chuck an Inquiring Mind and a Dream Enhancing Serum. And we run one Inquiring Mind, manual dexterity, and I've got a plan. Fish for another couple. I think as an opening turn... Dream Enhancing Serum, Inquiring Mind to investigate twice and get two clues for the VP. We're ready to advance then, but we could in theory do a first mythos, see what we get and decide what we're doing from that point. Yeah, so as I noted in the last episode, there's this at the start of the investigation phase forced effect on Amanda. I'm going to start just saying Amanda does Amanda things because I get confused about start of investigation phase versus start of her turn. So, Amanda thinks. We draw a card. It's Obscure Studies. Okay. Uh, We'll keep that in hand and we can maybe use that to save something. We'll slot Inquiring Mind under us. Action 1, DES. Action 2, Investigate. We are a 5 on 1. Minus 1. Action 3, Investigate. We are a 5 on 2 now because we have a clue. Minus 2. Pass. Two clues. Nice start. We don't need to use Maya here. We could free trigger. There are no clues on the school grounds. So we could put the set aside Shimmer in the Wall location into play directly above school grounds. In fact, let's do that now. Oh no, we'll keep the clues because of I've got a plan. <laughs> Nearly fell into that trap. That's the other reason to keep the clues. Because we've got I've got a plan in hand, so we've now got a three damage attack in hand. Upkeep, we go to three resources and draw a Eureka. We hit one of four Doom. And this is the lovely scary bit, our first encounter card. It is a card from the End Time set, which is a sort of a globe with tentacles falling out of it. Treachery, Future Evils, Omen and End Times. Put Future Evils into play next to the Agenda deck. Forced, after a scenario card places any amount of Doom on a card, place one additional Doom and discard Future Evils. This effect may cause the current agenda to advance. Okay, let me see if I've understood this right. Say we move into a location that says when you enter this location, place a doom on it. Future evils would place a second doom on it and then discard. Placing doom on locations doesn't necessarily make you check the doom threshold. It says this effect may cause the current agenda to advance. I guess this effect may cause the current agenda to advance A bit like Ancient Evils is saying, do a check. Check Doom in play. Yeah, maybe I'm overthinking it. Normally when you place Doom on other cards, you don't check. 
doom threshold in play. But I think the this effect may cause the current agenda to advance means you do check. So that goes into play next to the agenda deck, future evils. Amanda does Amanda things. We draw an unexpected courage and lose the inquiring mind. What do we put underneath us for this turn? We don't quite know what we're doing in the next location. Do we think there are clues there to grab, in which case we put inquiring mind? Let's put the unexpected courage under us, I think. I don't want to put the inquiring mind, go into a location where we need to do a test and there's no clues. That would be a shame. Courage kind of hedges us on both directions with that. So our hand is Obscure Studies and I've Got a Plan, and then we've got Mandex, Eureka, and Inquiring Mind. Free trigger, we'll spend our two clues. There are five set-aside undefined rooms, and then there's also a shimmer in the wall, and we put that into play directly above the school grounds. It says you cannot enter a shimmer in the wall except through the free trigger ability on Maya, which is choose and discard three cards. There is a digital fissure between the simulated walls of the school. Perhaps Maya can regenerate your virtual avatar through the breach. Hmm. What of our hand are we happy to get rid of? We've got Inquiring Mind, Eureka, Manual Dexterity, I've got a plan in Obscure Studies, as I just said. Is this a turn of drawing a couple of times? Maybe we get a DES draw out of that. There's three cards in our hand that could trigger a DES draw as well because I don't know if we're ready to chuck three of these. We'd then be two cards in hand through there. First action is definitely draw. It's a perception. Second action, draw. It's obsessive. Oh, that's going to tax us a card. Third action, draw. That would take us up to one, two, three, four, seven cards in hand. It's a perception. We'll tap Dream Enhancing Serum. It's Whispers from the Deep. Okay, well, we know what's going down next turn. That was punishing. Upkeep. We draw a crack the case. So our hand is crack the case, whispers from the deep, two perceptions, eureka manual dexterity, I've got a plan, inquiring mind, and obscure studies. Which is eight. It's nine cards really, but it's eight. We place a doom, two of four, and our encounter card is glitch in the system. It is a terrifying enemy. Art is kind of horrific bit of digital art gone wrong. Two fight, two health, zero evade, spawn any empty location, so it's in the shimmer in the wall. Forced, after glitch in the system's location is switched with another location, place one doom on glitch in the system. Hits for damage, pretty terrifying. Amanda does Amanda things. We draw a card, it's a working a hunch, and we have to put whispers from the deep under us. And then when our turn begins, we have to lose a card at random because of obsessive which is one of the two perceptions. Double action is definitely clear obsessive. We could single action into where glitch in the system is, a free trigger rather in there. We don't have any clues, so we can't plan it. We could try to evade last action. We'd be a one on zero. If we're gonna go in there, what are we putting in? A working a hunch. Maybe the eye's got a plan because we have no clues. Unless there's a clue there, in which case we go in working a hunch and I've got a plan to get rid of it. Could get rid of the inquiring mind because we have obscure studies. Get rid of working a hunch and inquiring mind. Oh, we have to get rid of three cards and I've got a plan. Wow. Pretty punishing start. 
hard to stabilize here. I don't want to draw any more cards because I'm on eight. I do want to do the discard and I think I can pass the evade check because I'm just one on zero. So yeah, plan, inquiring mind and working a hunch gets discarded. We're on four resources and we've just discarded five resources of cards. We're keeping crack the case, obscure studies, eureka perception and manual dexterity. That moves us into a shimmer in the wall, which is the entrance hall. Two shroud, two clues. It has a reaction after it's switched with another location. If you're at the entrance hall, draw a card and gain a resource. Group limit once per round. Desks and chairs float around the entrance. The simulation has been corrupted. And we've revealed the entrance hall, so we need to immediately advance. And glitch in the system engages us. Scrambled minds. It doesn't take long for you to realise that something is horribly wrong. The interior is tangled in an impossible maze of hallways, spurting off into every direction. The school simulation has been completely corrupted. It will be impossible to find the children without first restoring the layout, one segment of code at a time. Put the set-aside undefined rooms locations into play in the area around the entrance hall, according to the following schematic icons, where little beige squiggle is the entrance hall. So there's a set of six icons here. They're in two rows of three. The top row we have maroon plus, followed by red square, followed by yellow circle. And these are all undefined rooms, school traded. They say the empty hallways echo every sound you make, announcing your arrival to whatever horrors lie awaiting. You're lost within this giant jigsaw puzzle. And then underneath that we have moon, to the left of the entrance hall, and then blue triangle to the right of the entrance hall. So yeah, maroon plus, red square, yellow circle, pink moon, brown squiggle, blue triangle. The diagram here doesn't include the green diamond on the school grounds. They've not told me to move the school grounds, so I imagine that just sits below where we were. And there's no reason for us to go there. We've got the VP, we can use Maya from wherever we are. So we just leave the school grounds. Act 2A, Psychoanalysis. The layout of the building has been scrambled into an impossible labyrinth. You will first need to restore the school to its former self before finding the children. As a free trigger, you can spend one clue as a group, switch two adjacent locations with each other. And the objective is at the end of the round, if the configuration of school locations corresponds to the following schematic advance. The schematic that they want is yellow circle top left, red square top middle, that's correct, blue triangle top right, at the moment it's bottom right, and then the uh, plus symbol, maroon plus bottom left, brown squiggle where it is bottom middle, and the heart over on the right, bottom right, the heart, the moon, pink moon. I'm going to do some thinking. I might need a piece of paper for this. At the moment, R2, the, the middle column is fine, red square and brown squiggle. Top left and bottom right need to just switch with the ones above them and below them. But we also need to move over top right to top left and bottom left to bottom right. So there's probably a 
straightforward way of doing this. There's no way of making that switch without also sorting out the middle two. So yeah, I'm going to pause, get a piece of paper, because there's probably an optimal number of moves to make this work. And I think I'll give it a try. Okay, that was actually surprisingly quick. I got a piece of paper, drew the six symbols down. What I'm going to do is I'll take a photo of that and put it on the Discord so people can look at it. In the current layout, I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven steps, and I can get it arranged. And those steps are move the entrance hall bottom left, move the entrance hall top left. In fact, I'm going to just mark on my diagram which move I do each time. Move the entrance hall to the middle, which brings the red square top left. Move the entrance hall top right. Move the red square back to top middle. There's a bit of moving to be done in within this, definitely. Bring brew triangle top and then sort it, bring the entrance hall back. And I think that's it. I think seven moves. Oh, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven moves. So that would be seven clues. And I need to be in the right location each time to do it. Luckily, it is a free trigger each time to do a move. So that's not too bad. I appreciate that this is probably a pretty tough one to describe over audio. So sorry about that. Yeah, just think of the colours. At the moment, it's maroon, red, yellow, pink, brown, blue, top to bottom, left to right. And it needs to be yellow, red, blue, maroon, brown, pink. We do have an action left because we did double action, clear obsessive, free trigger in. And we're engaged with this glitch in the system. We're a one on zero evading it. I think we might put Eureka in here because we want to rebuild our hand. Minus four, zero on zero, Eureka triggers. We see segment of Onyx, Wit and Green, or Eureka. Hmm, probably the Eureka. We want both of those cards, but we're probably evading Glitch in the system again and looking for answers to kill it. Because at the moment, it is on the location that we're going to be doing the moving around with. So I think we have to kill it off. And maybe I've made a mistake with getting rid of I've Got a Plan. Enemy phase, it doesn't do anything. Could I do the one? <laughs> Can I recalculate to do all of those moves just without moving? There's probably a different path to do it. You could almost do it in mostly reverse order. I wonder if there's a quicker than seven step one to do it as well. Yeah, I've just looked again and I think I can do it in five steps instead of seven if we don't move the entrance hall. So I'll describe it. We switch maroon and pink on the left-hand column. We then switch pink and red on the top row, left to right. We then switch yellow to pink on the top row. So it would then be red, yellow, pink. We then go back and switch yellow and red. So we end up with yellow, red, pink, which is how we nearly want the top row. And then we go back to the far corner and switch pink and blue. And that's the, the whole thing done. And that would be one, two, three, four, five steps. The difference is in my original plan, two, three, four, didn't require as many moves, I don't think. I think this requires a bit more moving. Unless if we just move over to moon, we can get up there. Okay, I've got it down to five steps, which is good. Where were we? 
<laughs> we were upkeep. <laughs> That's where we were. We'd evaded that enemy and we'd got Eureka, but we haven't drawn anything. So the enemy readies and is on us. Upkeep, we draw a second manual dexterity. So Dream Enhancing Serum taps into a Witten green. At the moment, Witten is a bit of a bust because we don't have a Tome or a Relic. It's a shame DES isn't Tome or Relic traded and we don't have one in hand. But Segments of Onyx is a Relic and we have Tomes that we love. We hit three or four Doom. Please, not something too bad. It's Future Evils again. Another one. Okay, this justifies to me even more that we try and get out of here. Amanda does Amanda things, revealing a promise of power. Glitch in the system doesn't hunt. So we just evade it, get a couple of clues, and move. We're missing out on the entrance hall reaction ability giving us cards and resources. But our hand is pretty full. So what do we put under us this turn? Is there a way that we can evade, play wit, and move and get a clue? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. So what are the priorities? Almost certainly evade, play wit, and move. So we put a manual dexterity underneath us. First action we evade with four on zero. Although, do we even need the card draw? And if we don't need the card draw... I know it's fine because we're going to play a card. Yeah. Four on zero. Minus one. Glitch in the system is evaded. And luckily, Entrance Hall isn't going to do... Yes, it's the Dream Diary. Oh, yes. Okay, our first move is going to be the left-hand column. So first action, we move to the moon, pink moon. It's the biology lab, two shroud and a clue. You can heal a damage or a horror from each investigator at your location, group limit once per game for an action. The bark on the branches is splitting and falling off, revealing a black pulpy mass underneath. They all smell of rotting flesh and dank earth. We have one action left, which will be to pay two and play the dream diary, I think. The reason to play the Dream Diary rather than Witten is Witten is not doing much on her own. The Dream Diary is going to start to kick in straight away. And this upgraded version has a reaction. When your turn begins, search your bonded cards for Essence of the Dream and add it to your hand. Enemy phase nothing. Upkeep. We draw another Dream Diary. Who shuffled this deck? And we go to four resources. Our hand is... Dream Diary, Dreams of the Explorer. We've played Dreams of the Child, so the eight-card one. Our hand is Diary, Witten, Eureka, Promise of Power, Manual Dexterity, Perception, Obscure Studies, Crack the Case, which is eight cards, which is lovely. We hit four Doom. There's two future evils in play. They only remove... They're not attached to the agenda, are they? So I don't think they remove when this agenda advances. They're just there waiting to give us a double doom at some point. Night Terror is the name of Agenda 1B. Unfortunately as well, the typeface for it is like a childish pen scribbling rather than the normal typeface. You hear a giggling laughter that echoes through the virtual landscape. Footsteps shuffle from somewhere nearby, growing steadily louder. A nightmarish fiend creeps out of the shadows. Standing seven feet tall, with a white painted face, red-ringed eyes, and unnatural yellow curly hair, the thing almost looks like a clown. But no real clown would ever wear the tattered, mouldy, yellow and black costume it's garbed in. No clown's eyes would ever be filled with such crazed menace. 
its smiles unnaturally wild, showing row upon row of sharp, triangular teeth. Upon its head is an old-fashioned doctor's round reflector. Around its neck hangs a stethoscope. It raises its fingers, and you can see that each finger ends in a long, old-fashioned hypodermic needle. This can only be every child's worst nightmare, and you instantly, almost instinctively, know what this creature must be. This is the bogeyman. If it's Act 1, spawn the set-aside the bogeyman enemy at the school entrance grounds exhausted. Uh, School grounds exhausted, that's me misreading. At the school grounds exhausted. If it's Act 2, spawn the set-aside the bogeyman enemy at the entrance hall exhausted. The art on it, sorry, excuse my swearing, the art on it is horrible. Again, the crazy typeface is different. The art is actually so big, it's bulging up into the text box. The bogeyman, virtual nightmare, fight, question mark, health, question mark, evade, question mark, virtual monster elite, massive and hunter, cannot be attacked, damaged or evaded. A combination of many of the children's greatest fears the bogeyman fills the virtual dreamlands with sinister laughter. Act 2, spawn the set-aside bogeyman enemy at the entrance hall exhausted, so it's there with glitch in the system just to our right. Regardless of the current act, shuffle the set-aside the bogeyman encounter set into the encounter deck along with the encounter discard pile. There's nothing. This set is indicated by the following terrifying square icon. Agenda 2A, it. <laughs> Don't you want to play with me? All horrifically written, each location is connected to each location adjacent to it, and at the start of the enemy phase, if the bogeyman is at the same location as an avatar story asset, like Maya, place one doom on that story asset. Future evils would place three doom, and this is a ten doom threshold. So that's kind of scary. Our encounter card is Reminiscence Pledge. Ah, it's this old one again. We add it to our hand. When we would defeat an enemy at our location, we heal all damage from it instead and discard this card. Okay, at the moment we have no killing. Amanda does Amanda things. We draw a DES. And what do we want to put underneath us? This turn we want to get a clue from the biology lab, switch locations, probably move to Maroon Plus, which we will have switched. Ah, it's actually better if we move up Switch. No, it's still going to be two moves. Oh, this is going to be taxing, isn't it? Clue. Move. Probably move again. So yeah, what does that mean we put underneath us? This is two shroud here. The perception. That would make us two up. Maybe the obscure studies. We're going to have essence of the dream this turn, which is nice. So yeah, we'll put the obscure studies. And then we draw an essence of the dream as well. So our hand is just bulging. It's huge. But that's okay. We need some duplicates. First action, investigate. We are an five on two. Or do we play Witten, investigate, move? That's better, isn't it? Play Witten. We're now a three, three, two, two. Investigate. We're now four up. Minus one. Clue. And then last action will move north into the maroon place. It's the library. Zero shroud. No, sorry. X shroud. One clue. X is the number of adjacent locations. So that's two. And if there are no clues on library, 
switch library with any other school location and place one clue on it from the token bank. Well, we don't want to do that because we actually are about to move it into the right position. We did move it to reveal a new location, so we exhaust Witten and look at the top nine, looking for a relic or tome. Ooh, and we see the virtual access key in the top three. We see the occult lexicon. We see a segment of Onyx and another segment of Onyx. That's our choices. I think we're going to be discarding this turn. Yeah, we're on nine in hand. So what we take now, we're probably going to end up either chucking or overdrawing. What we really need now is resources. We need to find a high shroud location that we can smash. It would be nice to play the virtual access key and protect ourselves from horror. I think we just take a segment of Onyx and we start building towards that. My thinking there is we're pretty poor at the moment. So virtual access key, we're not going to be able to play. We're not going to have the resources to support blood rights from a cult lexicon. It's a lower priority, although damage would be good. So we take the segment of Onyx and hopefully we can spit that out later on. Enemy phase nothing. Upkeep the bogeyman readies, which means it can hunt now to bottom left, top middle and bottom right, which is a bit scary. And we draw and I've got a plan. Well, that's nice. Our hand is Reminiscence Pledge, which we're keeping. And then I've got a plan. Dream Diary, Dream Enhancing Serum, Segment of Onyx. Crack the Case. That's our assets and uh, events. And then Perception, Manual Dexterity, Promise of Power, Eureka, and Essence of the Dream. Next turn could be a good Essence of the Dream under us. That's 11 cards in hand. So what do we get rid of? Dream Enhancing Serum for sure. I think the other Dream Diary, because our hand's so full and we're poor. That means we just need to get rid of one more card. Maybe the Perception, because we're drawing so heavily at the moment. We've got Essence of the Dream, Eureka, Promise of Power, all as options to put underneath. I'm going to get rid of that. So we're left with Segment of Onyx, Plan, Crack the Case, Promise of Power, Manual Dexterity, Eureka, Essence of the Dream, and Reminiscence Pledge. Big hand work. Got to stay on your toes with this big hand work. And we get a single solitary resource. Go to one of ten doom, and our encounter card is Remember Me, It's a Clown Treachery, Nightmare Terror, Hidden, Peril, Revelation, Secretly Add This Card to Your Hand, Forced at the End of the Enemy Phase, If the Bogeyman is at your location or an adjacent location, search your discard pile for a weakness and draw it, then discard this card. Okay, I actually don't mind that too much, is my immediate instinct, because Whispers in the Deep, given how many icons we have in hand, is not too bad. Amanda does Amanda things, revealing an unexpected courage. This location is what? Shroud 2. So let's let's put Essence of the Dream underneath us. Why not? It's got two wild icons. While we have eight cards in hand, I think we actually have seven here. <laughs> courage, Segment of Onyx, because the hidden cards are cancelling some. But that's still fine. We're still a five on two investigating. Now, while I was shuffling my deck and thinking, I think I've worked this one out. We're top left at the moment. We investigate for a clue. That's one action. We switch these two locations, so we end up bottom left. We then move up, move up, and move up and move right, and we're directly above the bogeyman. And we spend another clue and switch, and we end up back in the same place, but we'll have done two of our five switches. So that means we need to try and get a clue, and we're three up.
plus one. Clue. Do we crack the case for two resources? I don't think it's worth it. We spend a clue as a free trigger. Switch two locations. So maroon plus moves bottom left and pink moon moves top right. Uh, top left and top right. Just switches miles. Second action, we move to the pink moon, the biology lab. Third action, we move into red square directly above cafeteria. It's two shroud and a clue. There's an action here, investigate. It gets plus two difficulty. If you succeed, discover an additional clue from an adjacent location. Ooh, so we could investigate this as a shroud four and get a clue, hopefully, from the entrance hall as well as from here. But we have no actions left. First, we exhaust Witten. Search top nine, which is nine of the ten cards left in our deck. I think we go and grab another segment. There's another two there. The reason we do that is we can start triggering DES for that. So Witten is essentially drawing us two cards or drawing us a card as well as fetching us a relic. And I'm thinking that if we get this, the pendant assembled, that's a way of shutting down the bogeyman if we need to. Into our hand goes that segment. We reveal both segments and exhaust the Dream Enhancing Serum, revealing a copy of Witten. And then we spend our second clue and we move ourselves back out the way. So now red square is top left. Enemy phase, the bogeyman can hunt up or left to come to us. I'm going to have it hunt left so we can stay away. Upkeep, we draw an occult invocation. and We're left deciding about... Oh, and at the end of the enemy phase, sorry, we had to draw another card. We'll draw Whispers of the Deep from our discard pile and get rid of this Remember Me terror. Unless we just want to save a card. No, Obsessive would kill us two cards. So we're discarding Witten Green and I've got a plan for sure here. We have to keep Whispers in the Deep, Reminiscence. I think we keep these two segments of Onyx. They only count as one card, so that's three cards. So we've got three cards and we need to keep five more. And we've got six. Mania Dexterity, Unexpected Courage, Promise of Power... Eureka, Cult Invocation and Crack the Case. I think we keep a Cult Invocation and Crack the Case. Keep fishing for a place to um, make something happen with them. So that's one, two, three, four, five. And with the Essence of the Dream icons, do we lose Promise of Power here? Just don't add curses. We've got lots of wild in hand. Go with that. Got two resources. We hit two Doom. Our encounter card is Haunting Past. Revelation test willpower X X is your memories. If you fail, search the encounter deck for the topmost hidden card and draw it. Shuffle the encounter deck. Oof. We have seven cards in hand, so Essence of the Dream is just a plus two. So we are a five on six. I think we try and beat this. We put in an unexpected courage and a Eureka to be a six and eight on six. Zero. Pass. Eureka sees us an occult invocation, a promise of power, or an occult lexicon. We'll take the occult invocation. We have two now. Dream Enhancing Serum Fires. You see the rhythm that I like with this deck? Get into this nice flow of just drawing nice cards and feeling good about yourself. And it's tasty. So we've done switching pink and maroon. We've done switching pink and red. Our next switch needs to be switching pink and 
yellow, so top, middle, and top right. So potentially we just leave this clue on the cafeteria for now, or we get the clue and then move twice to go to yellow. And we draw a burning the midnight oil. That is timely. Amanda does Amanda things. Essence of the dream goes under the dream diary. We draw a segment of onyx. We've got all three now. And we have to put whispers of the deep underneath us. So we're minus one to all our stats. And then our turn begins and we draw essence of the dream again. I think we try and get this clue here. We're currently a two on two because whispers of the deep and wit and green cancel each other out. We'll burn the midnight oil, play that to gain two resources. We're up to four. And then we'll commit Essence of the Dream. Our hand is seven, <laughs> which is one short again from getting the ability to trigger. And that would take us to four on two. Let's give it a go. Cultist is a minus two. If you fail and have a hidden card in your hand, take a horror. We don't. We get the clue. Burning the Midnight Oil discards. Essence of the Dream goes back on the Dream Diary. We have enough to spit out all three segments of Onyx if we wanted to. We're on four resources and bring the Pendant of the Queen into play. We could use that then to target clues at the entrance hall and grab clues there, which is nice. I think what we do first is we move right once to the biology lab and then right again to the top right, which is yellow circle. See what that is. We'll get another Witten tap, see if it's going to be a high shroud location that we might try and crack the case at, and then we make a decision. So second action is moved to biology lab, third action is moved to this undefined one. It's classroom K2, three shroud, two clues, school location. The textures and materials composing the classroom are particularly detailed. It's victory one. Action. If Classroom K2 is adjacent to four other locations, each investigator at Classroom K2 adds one tally mark next to their memories, group limit once per game. And we are planning to move it. Oh, damn. How do you get it adjacent to four? You have to... Ah, we'd have to move it down where the entrance hall is. That's tricky. Uh, the order we've chosen to do things means that we're not going to move it through that position. Wit and Taps, we search the final four cards of our deck and draw either the Occult Lexicon or the Virtual Access Key. Think the Virtual Access Key, with a view to maybe playing that. The rest of our deck is Lexicon, Promise of Power, and Crack the Case. Do we spit out the segments to keep our powder dry? I think we probably do. Now... We have a clue. We could switch Classroom K2 with the Biology Lab, which would be our third switcheroo. If we do that, the bogeyman then could hunt up to the cafeteria or across to the entrance hall. Oh, that's okay, actually. We'd have it hunt to the entrance hall. And then we'd switch again Classroom and Cafeteria, which is <laughs> top left and top middle. Switch those two. What a little tessellating puzzle. A friend of the show, Veronica, messaged me saying, best of luck describing this. You were right, Veronica. Never doubted you for a second. I tell you what, if we segment of Onyx now, play all three, we could tap it and get a clue straight away here. I'm liking this. Put the pendant into play with three charges on the pendant. 
So the pendant you can exhaust and spend a charge, choose a revealed location, select one, move there, discover a clue, or automatically evade an enemy there. So if we do that and we get a clue right here now, and we'll spend that clue straight away and do the switch. The reason I'm thinking that is that means just a single action next turn, in theory, we investigate and gets us a clue, which gives us the clue for the switch, but also means we can crack the case here for three resources. Enemy phase, the bogeyman hunts hunt back to glitch in the system, so it's directly below us now. Upkeep, we draw a promise of power, and we're at two resources. We hit three doom, again with those two future evils threatening, and our encounter card is Grim Future. It's end times traded, peril. Add Grim Future to any investigator's threat area, mine. When the act or agenda advances, take a damage and a horror, test agility three. If you succeed, discard Grim Future. Okay, we've not taken any damage or horror so far, which is I'm pleased with. Amanda does Amanda things, whispers from the deep, discards. We draw the occult lexicon. This turn, we want to get this clue, do a switch, and probably move twice back to the biology lab. This would be switch number four, and we'd only have one switch left to do. Ooh! I know we wouldn't do that switch then because the biology lab would then we'd then be next to the bogeyman. I think we wait to do the final switch next turn. So what do we use to get this clue? We are a three on three at the moment. Do we put promise of power down? And then essence of the dream comes to hand. I think we do put promise of power. We could use pendant of the queen. I think we save our charges for that either to get the clues at the entrance hall or if we're really stuck with enemies. First action we investigate. I'm going to try and save Essence of the Dream in hand because that could be next turn what we put under us. Minus four, which is an exact pass because of Promise of Power. We get the clue and we play Crack the Case. We pay one of those two clues to do the switch. Yellow circle is now top left and you might not remember, but that's what we wanted it to be. Crack the case gives us a heady three resources. We are about to start taking horror for looping our deck. Is it worth us actually playing the virtual access key now? We'd still have three resources. What would we do with the last action? I'm not sure. I'm a bit worried about time. I think we're on the last agenda, this um, 10 Doom agenda. And... I'm pretty sure this isn't the end of the scenario because that forced effect says at the start of the enemy phase, if the bogeyman is at the same location as an avatar story asset, place one doom on that story asset. The other thing I'm scared of is I know that there are a bunch of story assets set aside and the fearful thing is if we advance immediately, ah, it's only at the end of the round that we're allowed to advance. Just looking at the act again. So if we wait this round... We're going to be really annoyed. So I think we need to use Pendant of the Queen to move. So we exhaust Pendant of the Queen, go down to one charge, teleports us all the way back to top right biology lab. We spend a clue, switch in biology lab with the blue triangle, which is the top right location. And we still have an action left because all we've done is investigate. We still have two actions left. Did investigate, crack, switch. Teleport. Switch. Yeah. So we'll definitely move to get away from the bogeyman. 
its three shroud and a clue, the gymnasium. When an enemy would enter this location, test agility three. If you succeed until the end of the round, that enemy cannot engage or attack you. So it can still come in, it just can't get to you. That's kind of nice. Interesting wording. The large open field gives you a lot of space to run, but no place to hide. Ah, okay, it's it's coming for you. You can run away from it within the same location, but you just, it still gets into the room. Uh, we went in. Witten can look at the last card on our deck. It's cracked the case. That's fine. Do we A, try and get this clue? We've got promise of power here. That would be nice. Or B, wait for crack the case. We can crack the case here. We found the two three shrouded locations. So that means this turn we play the virtual access key. We're down to three resources. Oh, and we're about to take that agility three test when the act or agenda advances. Enemy phase. Bogeyman, let's have the bogeyman hunt right into the biology lab. Upkeep, we draw our last card, it's crack the case. Hand reminder, crack the case, essence of the dream, occult lexicon, manual dexterity, two occult invocations, and reminiscence pledge, the thing to defeat an enemy twice. In play, we've got the virtual access key, pendant of the queen with one charge, wit and green, dream diary, and dream enhancing serum. We're on four resources now. We have promise of power underneath us. And our discard pile is empty. It is the end of the round. The configuration of school locations is yellow, red, blue, maroon, brown, pink. We've done it in five moves in like two turns. Powerhouse. So we advance. What a dreadful thing have we done to ourselves? Just a bad dream. When the school simulation has finally been restored, choir of children's voices cry out, insane with terror, from the school's intercom system. What did you do? We scrambled the school so the bogeyman couldn't find us. It's coming to eat us. You realise now that the corruption of the school and the bogeyman itself are not an outside influence. They are the manifestations of the children's insanity, the personifications of their fears. What could have driven them to the edge of sanity? Regardless, if you can convince them that the monsters stems from their own simulated imagination, perhaps you can save them before they're completely consumed by terror. If the bogeyman is not in place, spawn the set-aside bogeyman enemy in the entrance hall. Reveal all unrevealed locations also doesn't matter. Randomly attach a set-aside avatar story asset to classroom K2, library, gymnasium, and biology lab. One to each location. There are four set-aside. Now, classroom K2 is top left, library is bottom left, gymnasium is top right, and biology lab is bottom right, and that is where the bogeyman is. The avatars are Alma, David, Tilda, and William. Just give them a quick shuffle. To classroom K2, top left, we have Tilda, the digital mainframe. Action, if the bogeyman is at the location above or below Tilda's location, parlay, test intellect two, if you succeed, flip her over and resolve the text on the other side. At the library, we have David, engines and system power. If the bogeyman is at the location above or below David's location, parlay test combat to. If you succeed, flip him over and resolve the text on the other side. At the gymnasium, we have Alma. If the bogeyman is at the location above or below, it is below, parlay test willpower to. If you succeed, flip her over and resolve the text on the other side. And then finally we have, sorry, that's the environmental controls. And finally we have William, the intrasolar navigations. 
They all have beautiful art of children, again, all tessellated. If the bogeyman is at a location above or below William's location, parlay, test agility to, if you succeed, flip him over and resolve the text on the other side. The agenda is giving us this rule at the start of the enemy phase. If the bogeyman is at the same location as an avatar story asset, place one doom on that story asset. So this forthcoming enemy phase, it's going to place one doom and another two because of the two future evils in play on William. If the bogeyman is at a location with an avatar story asset, attach that avatar story asset to the cafeteria. Ah, we get to move William. Phew. Now, when the actor agenda advances, Grim Future says take a damage and a horror, we will cancel the horror with the virtual access key and we'll put the damage on Witten. And then we need to test agility three. So we add a curse. I wonder if we put a manual dexterity in just to start looping our deck. We're already a six on three. I don't think it's worth it. Minus one. So we get rid of Grim Future. That is act 2B done. Act 3A, facing your fears. You must help the children overcome their nightmare before they're consumed by it. Now that you're familiar with the architecture of the school, perhaps you can modify it to your advantage. Free trigger, spend a clue as a group, switch to adjacent locations with each other, so the same switching. Objective, save as many of the children as you can. If the bogeyman is defeated, advance. We still have set aside a bunch of the K2PS187 AI cards. There's four. They're just in a set-aside pile. I haven't looked at them in much detail. But yeah, there's a lot to do, I think, here. At least William is safe momentarily, and we hit four of ten doom. Our encounter card is another glitch in the system which spawns at any empty location. Again, it has that rule... After Glitch in the System's location is switched with another one, place one doom. Empty locations. Ah. Let's put it in the school grounds. So the, the empty locations are to the left of me, two to the left of me, the library, which is two left and one down, and the school grounds. I thought for a moment everything was full because of all the story assets, all the neutral assets they put out. But of course, they don't count. It's just enemies or us. So it can't be on the gymnasium, the entrance hall, or the biology lab. So we'll put it, yeah, we'll put it all out of the way. And we managed to do all of that moving without putting any doom on one of the glitch of the systems, which is good. Amanda does Amanda things. She draws a card, discards the promise of power, takes a horror, which we'll put on Witten. She can still take one and two. We're probably hoping to take this willpower two check because the bogeyman is below Alma. It would be nice to get this clue here at the gymnasium so that we have some clue ability mainly for i've got a plan but if we wanted to switch two locations if we're worried about the bogeyman and actually if we head left after this to william the bogeyman could hunt left as well below us and we'd have that ability but then david is threatened hmm. <laughs> we've got to remember as well that the bogeyman cannot be attacked damaged or evaded so there's no way of using the Pendant of the Queen to auto-evade, because it can't be evaded. can't be shut down. Basically, just keeps hunting. The card we draw off the top of our deck is I've Got a Plan. We don't have a copy of that in hand. Do we slot Essence of the Dream this turn? Yes. 
We are a willpower five. So we'll do five on two, parlaying with Alma. Minus two, pass. We flip her over and resolve the text on the other side. Reintegrated. With patience and care, you reassure Alma and persuade her to open her eyes and carefully scrutinise the simulated nightmare. Through her fingers, she finally notices the subtle discrepancies that can only be observed from specific angles, thus breaking the illusion of the dreadful monster. Without the sustenance of Alma's fear, the bogeyman's thousand yellow teeth fall out of its gaping maw and shatter across the ceramic floor. Thanks for helping us. I'm Alma, and I'm... Ah, typo here. And I'm in charge of environmental controls on the ship. It's really cold. I need a jacket. The little girl strolls out of the school without fear. Place one horror token on the bogeyman from the token pool. If there are four horror tokens on the bogeyman, it is defeated. Add this card to the victory display. One down. Time for a bit of thinking. How do we get the bogeyman above David? Top left is Tilda. Top middle is William. Top right is us. Bottom left is David. Bottom middle is the entrance hall with a glitch. Bottom right is the bogeyman. If we now move across to William, the bogeyman can hunt along the bottom, and we can do William's te uh, test. And then we move across to Tilda that turn, and it hunts across. We need to accept that the bogeyman comes to us and hits us, and we use our last pendant of the queen charge to then teleport out to David's. So we have two actions left. Let's try for this clue. We are three intellect plus two with essence of the dream, so we're two up. I think we put an occult lexicon in, <laughs> the occult lexicon. Minus two, pass. I've just seen an error I've made. I played the virtual access key, which is an accessory, but I already had the pendant of the queen in play. So how am I gonna fix that? I'm gonna take back two resources. I'm gonna put that back in my hand, but I'm just gonna lose the action because I don't want to lose the last pendant charge. I'm playing taboo pendant, so once it's gone, it's gone. So I've only got one charge left on it. And yeah, I'll just take that on the chin that that was a mistake. In fact, in fact, I'll just discard it. I won't take the resources, I'll just discard it. I used it to heal one horror, didn't I? So I can put a horror on me. I've just, will lose that action. So yeah, I've spent two, spent the action in the card and healed a horror, and I'll just take the horror, not get the resources back, not get the action. I think that's okay. Rather than trying to do a full rewind, we'll just do the penalty I had without it. It doesn't change too much what I would have done. And we just got that clue. So I'll crack the case for three resources and have one action left, and I'll move to William. In the enemy phase, the bogeyman hunts to beneath us. Upkeep, we draw a dream-enhancing serum. We go to eight resources. Mythos, we hit five doom. Our encounter card is non-Euclidean geometry. It's a hazard. Beautiful non-Euclidean art. Put this card into play in your threat area. After your location is switched with another location, take a damage and agility or willpower test of three as an action will discard it. Seems pretty straightforward. We discard essence of the dream from underneath us. And Amanda does Amanda things, drawing an unexpected courage. The parlay on William is an agility test. This is looking... I'm just trying to work out if there's a way of it, a turn not starting with the bogeyman. Got it. Do I have it? 
this turn, if we switch, we did the William test and then switched tilde with William by switching the locations because we have one clue, we could then do the tilde test where the bogeyman is and then move back across to where William was, so top left. And that means bogeyman could either hunt to David or hunt up. So if we're going to do an agility two and an intellect two this turn, we're going to put that unexpected courage, windmill slam it straight down, and we're going to probably take the hit from the non-Euclidean geometry. So first we'll do the agility two test. We're four on two. Let's put this manual dexterity in to be six on two. Minus one. Manual dexterity draws us a promise of power and we flip William. Reintegrated. You catch up with the boy that is frantically, I think it should be who is, you catch up with the boy who's frantically running around and calm him down by convincing him that the bogeyman will never actually reach him as it only means to scare him. When the nightmare stops dead in its tracks in front of you, the boy finally sighs in relief. Without the sustenance of the child's fear, the creature's wicked arms and legs shrink to a more comprehensible size. You can call me Will. I'm in charge of the ship's navigation systems and docking procedures. You tell him to wait for you outside, and he complies without hesitation. Place one horror token on the bogeyman. If there are four, it's defeated. Add this to the victory display. Victory one. Yes, I think this makes sense. And now, try and clear the non-Euclidean geometry. I'm a three willpower, four, five with the unexpected courage, six with the stream enhancing serum. Ooh, I forgot to draw essence of the dream this turn. It went under in Amanda thing's time, and then in my turn I would have drawn it. That's good. Three up. Curse, one up. Minus one. It goes. We spend our clue and we switch classroom K2 and we don't because we're not going to have, we have an action to move back and then the bogeyman hunts and hits us. I've miscounted my actions because I needed, uh, no, I haven't miscounted my actions. I just have to take a hit. I have to spend a pendant of the queen charge now to teleport back and my actions have been Parlay, clear non-Euclidean geometry, and I've got one action left, which could be another parlay. It's intellect two, we're a five on two. I'll put essence of the dream in, seven on two, and worry about curses. Cultist, that's a minus two. Essence of the dream goes back under the dream diary, and we flip Tilda over, because we've switched it so that she's just, just above the bogeyman. You persuade the anxious girl that the monster's simple artificial intelligence can easily be outwitted and avoided. She observes the bogeyman's movements and finally nods in agreement. You both watch as the tattered clown's head deflates like a balloon and its voice garbles into gibberish. The girl thanks you for your help. My name is Tilda. I'm in charge of the ship's digital mainframe and cyber security. I've had a headache for a while, but now I'm feeling much better. She carefully navigates around the bogeyman and exits the school building. Same thing about horror, another VP. It's weird how the bogeyman is getting less threatening, and yet the card on the table is still massive hunter, cannot be attacked, damaged, or evaded. But so be it. Enemy phase, it hunts to us, and we take two horror, which will just take on us. We're up to three. Upkeep, we draw, crack the case. Our hand is two occult invocation, I've got a plan, promise of power, and crack the case. Ooh, 
I think we're taking a hit again to get out of there. This is getting a bit nasty. Mythos, we hit six doom, and we're, we're in nine resources. Sorry, forgot resource. Yeah, having that on us is bad. We just have to position ourselves this turn. Let's see what our encounter card is. Virtual Bayeki. Spawn, location furthest from you. It's a 3-3-4, virtual monster Bayeki. Art is incredible. Sort of blue-winged beast, almost looking digital. It's a hunter, and when it would move between two locations without investigators, switch those locations with each other instead. Um, you maybe heard my voice fall as I said that, because... If it hunts into the entrance hall, that middle location, and switches with it, the glitch in the system is in there, and that would put three doom on glitch in the system, and we're currently on six of ten, so that would immediately pump us up to nine of ten, and then we'd, we'd advance. Where is the farthest from us? There's the biology lab is two away, the school grounds is two away, and the library where David is is two away. I think we've got to go do some fighting, you know. Our turn could be move away from the bogeyman, taking two horror. We'd be up to five. Move down into the library, engaging the Bayaki, and then try and kill it. So yeah, that's where it goes. We've got to try this. The bogeyman will then hunt after us and will be in position to be parlayed. Or David will be in the location below it. Amanda does Amanda things, drawing a manual dexterity. The unexpected courage discards. We're going to go for a big hit this turn. So we put Promise of Power underneath us, and we draw Essence of the Dream. First action, we move. We're engaged with the Bogeyman, so we take two horror. One goes on Witten, one goes on us. We're up to four of seven. Incidentally, with the Pendant of the Queen taboo, which I've been playing, when it has no charges, it's removed from the game. So we do have our accessory slot now. Not that it helps much. But yeah, we're on four of seven horror. The reason I was thinking of that is we're getting horrified, and it would be good to get virtual access key in play. Second action, we move down into the library and the buyer key engages us. How do we want to kill this? Well, I've got a plan is not going to help us. We have no clues. Occult invocation, however, costing us two. And let us discard. I've got a plan. And crack the case. So we are three. Seven with promise of power. Eight, nine with occult invocation. And this will be a three damage hit. Nine on three. Zero. Dead by a key. That was our three actions. Enemy phase. Bogeyman hunts. We can choose which way, and we're going to have him go left, and it is directly above David now. Upkeep. Draw a Witten Green and go to eight resources. Mythos. We hit seven of ten doom, and our encounter card is duplication. Revelation. Discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until two virtual encounter cards are discarded. Choose and draw one of the discarded virtual cards. If it's a treachery, resolve its revelation effect an additional time. If it's an enemy, place this card under it as a swarm card. So we're discarding cards until two virtual encounters. Well, the very next card is virtual, and the one after that is virtual. So these cards are surprise... It is virtual and nightmare-traited. It has a jack-in-a-box, terrifying clown face. Peril, revelation test, willpower or agility 4. If you fail, either move the bogeyman to your current location 
or the bogeyman immediately attacks you from any location. Don't look behind. I have to say, I love that all of the bogeyman set seems to... What's it called? It's called the bogeyman. Use this different typeface that's the kind of childish scrawl. It's such a simple visual trick, I guess. But it just it gives coherence. You've got it across the agenda, an enemy, a treachery. I love it. I think it's really cool. The other treachery is decoherence. It's from the Electric Nightmare encounter set. Revelation Test Agility 6. Decrease the difficulty of this test by one for each of your memories. Difficulty zero. If you fail, you must either take two horror or lose two resources. Now, duplication has meant we have to choose and draw one of the discarded virtual encounter cards. And if it's a treachery, do the revelation twice. Okay, so I think that's an easy decision. We get rid of surprise. We do decoherence, the difficulty zero test twice. I've just realized as well. I say I just realized. I've had to pause. I've been a bit disrupted here. So we're going to take decoherence. But there's one thing I forgot. We have reminiscence pledge in our hand. And we just killed the Bayaki last turn. So if we didn't kill the Bayaki, the Bayaki would still be on us. We'd have taken a damage and horror and got rid of Reminiscence Pledge, which I'm going to do. I'm going to take the damage on me and the horror on me. And then we're back to that mythos, the turn with seven doom, because we've got enough to kill it again. And we're just going to gamble that we can. So we're testing agility six, but it's agility zero. We have promise of power still under us. So we add a curse, eight, uh, six on zero, minus one. And then we have to test the revelation again. Auto fail. Take two horror or lose two resources. We'll lose two resources. We're down to six. Background to us. Amanda does Amanda things, drawing an inquiring mind, discarding the promise of power. We'll put Essence of the Dream underneath us. And the first thing I think we do is try this parlay. Doesn't trigger attacks of opportunity. We're a four on two. Do I put in the occult invocation for an extra boost? I don't think I do. And I think we try this three times and try and pass because I think we want to defeat the bogeyman. Zero, first draw. I suddenly, the terror then that we wouldn't be able to pass a two up test three times. And we get mauled. Okay, we've passed, so we flip David over. You calm down the boy hiding under the desk and manage to convince him that the bogeyman is no match for your combined strength and confidence. He stands up and yells towards the fiendish monstrosity, We're not scared of you! You're just a clown! The abomination cries out in pain as its hypodermic claws shrink and morph into limp red gloves. The boy introduces himself as David. I'm in charge of engines and the main power. I've been feeling awfully sick lately, but thank goodness my stomach finally stopped hurting. We tell David to wait for you outside the school, and he quickly runs off. We put a horror on the bogeyman. There are now four on the bogeyman, so it's defeated, and we add this card to the victory display. If the bogeyman is defeated, advance. Nothing to fear. Without fear and terror of its victims... Ah, there's an apostrophe missing. Without fear and terror of its victims' minds to prey on, the horrific digital monstrosity deflates like a balloon and dissipates into the simulation. Resolution 3. Outside, the sun comes out and it appears to be a beautiful spring day. Inside, 
The halls are clean and orderly, with brightly painted pictures on the walls. The children themselves, who at first appeared dirty and dishevelled, now appear clean and neat in school uniforms. They're overjoyed that the bogeyman and all the bad people are finally gone. They understand that they can never return home, and that their families are long dead. But that does not diminish their happiness that there is no more bogeyman to scare them, and that they have a real teacher to take care of them again. Ah, Amanda the student. The virtual dreamscape is now filled with happy, loving children. In your campaign long, record that you fully restored the sanity of K2PS187. An investigator may choose to add the K2PS187 100% functionality permanent story asset to their deck. If at least one copy of the reminiscence treacheries in the victory display add a tablet, well, we just got away with that, realising the error of play, and we earn victory X of each card in the victory display. We got one for the school grounds, one for the library, and one for classroom K2, and then four for those four stories, so we got seven. K2PS187 100% functionality is a permanent asset, AI, During the investigation phase, choose an investigator. That investigator gets an additional action during their turn, which may may only be used to activate scan abilities, limit once per round. After you perform a scan, you can draw a card or gain a resource, limit once per round. Amazing. Yes, please. Okay, I was wondering if these cards were going to come into play, because I hadn't looked at them, but no, they're rewards. And I am imagining if it's 25%, 50%, and the 75 that would depend on how much horror you'd got on the bogeyman. That would be my guess. What a scenario. Wowee. Really fun doing the puzzle of the, the locations. Definitely hard to narrate that. The threat of the two future evils that I drew early. Wait, knowing that at any moment we were going to suddenly get this mega doom rush really scared me. And I think actually getting that glitch in the system on the entrance hall really sort of messed up my plan and actually forced me to reevaluate it, which is good because I found a quicker way of doing it, I think. You can see the power of the Pendant of the Queen as well. I used it, what, for a clue and then two moves, but it's, it's pretty heady in that way. And I noticed a couple of mistakes in my play here, but I think I caught most of them. The most egregious one being playing the virtual access key. And yeah, I think, you know, originally I was like, oh, I can unwind this. But I think actually I just lose the action, the card, the resources and take the horror. And it's just a forfeited action. I'd love to know what you think as ever. If you're playing along, if you've got a copy and you've got this far, let me know. Pretty heady times getting through that. I really hope it's clear what was happening. A lot to get my head around to explain And it felt like that one was very tight. But yeah, seems like lots of memories has paid off so far. We've seen a lot of rewards for lots of memories, which I like. Hello! Just before I finish, there's also the first interlude of this campaign, Interlude 1, Mission Briefing. I'm going to read it now because it prompts some choices and I'm pretty sure I'd like you, the listener, to help me decide. So we need to check the campaign log. If you were transported to the virtual dreamlands by Maya, read Mission Briefing 1. We weren't, we entered them on our own. 
so we skip to mission briefing two. The virtual dreamscape around you swirls into a flurry of ephemeral blue and dissipates away as you disconnect from the virtual dreamscape and stumble out of the all-too-familiar cryosleep chamber. K2PS187 is now fully cooperative and will help you in any way it can. The supercomputer starts by briefing you on the recent events that have unfolded on the Tatadamalian. Proceed to mission briefing 3. The crew of the Tatadamalian was composed of worshippers of Hastur, one of the ancient ones that has descended upon Earth. The cultists recently undertook a mission to free Tisilda, daughter of Hastur, rumoured to be imprisoned on an asteroid codenamed Fragment. The ship managed to rendezvous with Fragment and deploy several survey teams to search the caverns upon it. Before your current mind was implanted, you were one of these cultist explorers, destined to awaken Tisilda. After a few weeks of survey, one of the teams retrieved a slab of alien hieroglyphs and ordered K2PS187 to begin a translation. Another team reported to have found the inner chambers where Tisilda resided and destroyed the imprisoning sigils. They were never heard from again. You and your fellow cultists swiftly withdrew from the asteroid before the Princess of Carcosa could awaken and attack the Tatadamalian. Content that such were the risks one took worshipping gods of pure chaos, you did not mourn your lost companions. The ship was set to return to the inner solar system. Your mission has been a success. You had finally freed Tisilda, the daughter of Hastur, who might soon be elevated by her father to become a new ancient one. While most of the cultists entered cryosleep for the journey home, K2PS187 was busy analysing the alien runes. When the translation was complete, the computer learned of a story titled Heir to Carcosa. The knowledge caused it to go insane and slaughter all of the waking crew out of terror. The ship was left in turmoil, drifting without sense through space, until K2PS187 brought you back into this world from the archives in a final cry for help. You now understand what you must do. Although Earth is no longer the home it used to be, humanity still exists spread out throughout colonies in the solar system, living in fear and in isolation. If the being named Tisilda, heir to Carcosa, would be exalted by her father, there is no doubt that she will decide to reign over humanity's colonies with the madness of Carcosa. You must atone for your past sins and eliminate the entity before she can be elevated to godhood. Unfortunately, the last recorded positions of Fragment were among the data lost during the initial corruption. However, K2PS187 was able to retrieve a few leads from the ship's itinerary. You will need to traverse the solar system to locate the coordinates of the asteroid and prevent Tisilda's ascension. The investigators may choose to watch a simulated performance of the translated play if you do read Air to Carcosa. And then we proceed to ser- the search for fragment. Do we watch a simulated performance of the translated play, no way. That sounds like a terrifying idea, and I think no. That would be my hunch, no. We know that the play is at the heart of things that go wrong. I think that's a really bad idea, so I'm going to say no. And let's proceed to the search for fragment. The search for fragment. Aboard the Tatadamalian, you and your companions seek the coordinates of the asteroid fragment to prevent the ascension of Tisilda daughter of Hastur. Upon analysing the remaining data aboard the ship, 
K2, PS187 and you have decided on three traces that are worth investigating. However, time is of the essence. You may want to visit the destination you think will be the most valuable first. The investigators must choose to follow one of the following traces that have not already been chosen. If you cannot, you've already completed each scenario three. Skip to interlude two, introspection. Okay, so this is what I need your help on. I'm going to read the three traces. Trace one. The last destination of the Tatadamalian before travelling to Fragment was a research laboratory on a stray asteroid named Elbrus. This specific facility was built to study and experiment with the materials that exhibit quantum-like behaviour. You aren't sure what the cultists were hoping to achieve there, but perhaps these scientists can steer you in the right direction. That would take us to scenario 3A, Lost Quantum. Trace 2. Thorough analysis of the archives has revealed evidence of hacking into the mainframe of an Earth survey vessel named the Nostalgia 2, and several references to a quarantine and to trust no one. If you can establish contact with the crew, maybe you can figure out what the cultists were looking for. That would take us to scenario 3b, in the shadow of Earth. And then finally, trace 3. The Tatadamalian appears to have landed on one of Saturn's moons several times in the past few years. The ship's log records these operations as negotiations. K2PS187 notes that this is particularly strange, as there are no known human outposts this far out in the solar system. You could pay a visit to these coordinates to figure out what these negotiations consist of, and that would take us to scenario 3C, Strange Moons. Wow. So, Tatadamalian was worshippers of Hasta, the crew was it, and they undertook a mission to free Tassilda, who was imprisoned on an asteroid called Fragment. On there, one of the teams found a slab of alien hieroglyphs, which K2PS187 translated, and another team reported to have found the inner chambers where Tassilda resided, but were never heard from again, so maybe killed by Tassilda in freeing her? And we now have a choice. Do we go to a stray asteroid named Elbrus, which was a research laboratory? That is tempting for Amanda, the, the student, to go and study the facts. Then there's also Nostalgia 2, which is quarantined an Earth survey vessel. We could try and contact the crew. And then finally there's Saturn's moons and these negotiations, which is weird because there aren't humans out as far as Saturn. So, what would you like? Stray asteroid named Elbrus? Earth survey vessel named Nostalgia 2, or Saturn's moons negotiations. Bloody better not be cats of Saturn, that would be brutal. I'd love to hear what you think, and yeah, please let me know. It'll be great to have your input. Thank you so much for everyone who gave feedback on this new endeavour that I'm embarked in, and I really hope you enjoy this episode too. Thanks for listening. You have finally refreed. You had finally freed. T- you had finally freed to Silda. <laughs> <laughs>